Hey everybody, so I'm back. I am working on my consistency. Um, but I had something I wanted to talk about, so I am here talking about it. You know, um, over the past few months, shoot, I'd say even like this year has been really hard on me, um, with my mental health and recently the last couple months I have realized that I've been um, battling depression and I've known about my anxiety but I've been really really having a hard time with depression and it's um it's been more prominent than it's ever been it's been really uh yeah it's been a lot and I just didn't realize like what I was dealing with because things felt normal. It felt like I was, I don't know, like it, I feel like depression had become a part of my, who I am. And so, um, you know, I think I'm going through a part of life where I'm growing so much that I'm becoming more clear what's healthy and what's not and what has been healthy and what hasn't been and what belongs and what doesn't. And so, um, I've been dealing with depression and, I changed therapists. I went from uh, just kind of like a standard therapist. We were doing EMDR with that therapist. Let me tell you what that means. Hold on. I can never remember the um, eye movement desensitization and reprocessing. And um, that's the kind of therapy I had been doing. And I did find it to be effective. Um my therapist that I was using, she was really amazing. Actually, I really liked her and I like her and I plan on seeing her again. But for the meantime, um, she was very light handed with me. And I am the type of person that needs something a little more um, intense and involved that holds me uh, more accountable and kind of digs a little deeper um, into you know the issues so I switched to a psychiatrist a, a psychiatric nurse practitioner and she was really amazing she's hella expensive and she doesn't take insurance so um I've been having some financial I won't say challenges but I definitely had have had to kind of recalibrate financially the past few months and that's okay um it really has been humbling <laughs> um to say the least, but I'm getting it together. Um, I'm fortunate that I have, I have the luxury of kind of figuring it out. Like the world isn't falling apart. I'm not in risk of losing anything. Um, just shit got a little real for a minute. And so I'm, I'm on the other side of that and I'm coming out of it. And, you know, um, life is lifing. But something that I've been very uh, kind of aware of in this growth where I'm realizing, okay, well, I didn't have these tools and resources to help me understand this. And like, I'm, I'm really, really growing up. And I think I have a very unhealthy relationship with food. And I say that because I really think I do. I think that 
I spent a good, I know that I spent a good portion of my 20s, um, and I jokingly say as a hotep, I was very much involved in like Dr. Sebi, Queen of Fua, Dr. Africa, um, Phil Valentine, Bobby Hemet, uh, Dr. Ben, Umar, early Umar, <laughs> before he became a perpetual meme. Um, you know, like I was kind of there for that when those things were before they became more mainstream the way they are now um and i got my certification i got two certifications under queen of fua and it's so interesting because i've been trying to reach out to not necessarily her but just her company to get um sorry y'all i'm i'm recording this on my table and it has a, a bell on a chime on it but I reached out to try to get copies of my certifications and like nobody will send them to me, but I have pictures. So I'm going to try to get those printed off. But, um, you know, I spent a lot of time trying to find myself in my twenties the way you do. And one thing that happened, see the, the thing, the tricky part about those, uh, lifestyles and things like that is that if you don't go into them with the proper tools and resources to navigate, those things and discern certain things you you just go all in it feels good um it's stimulating mentally and spiritually and emotionally and then physically you, you know you get into veganism and like you get to preaching you become very overzealous and and it's just like you know any religion it's like you could be a Christian, you could be Jewish, you can be and honestly I I'm no I'm no theologian of any sorts but I feel like Christianity is really the only religion um that's hyper outwardly let me say it that way everyone has extremists and extremism but I feel like with Christianity and that's just because I grew up in the faith um you're supposed to go out and bring people into the fold and so you you um what is the word evangelize i guess that's the word for it you go out and you talk to people and you're like you get saved by the blood of jesus oh nothing but the blood of jesus and all these things you are you're supposed to go bring people in and so you know i know that other faiths i know i actually just learned last week sometime i heard um that in judaism there is no um there's a word for it like you you don't uh what is the word missionaries like there's you don't go out and, and evangelize to people like they are not looking for new members like if you um convert that is a process and it is involved and it is not easy from what i understand to convert you have to really change your life around um but they don't go looking for people in Judaism. And I don't know that they do that in Islam. Um, but don't quote me, but I say that to say, I do know as a former practicing Christian that you were taught you needed to go out and save souls and bring them to Christ. And depending on the denomination and depending on your congregation, it looked like different things, but you were supposed to go get souls for Christ. Now, when I got involved in hotepism, if you will, <laughs> um, 
it's not the same thing. Like you don't go and evangelize. You don't go and pull people in, in a way where you're like, have you heard about your Lord and savior? But you do take opportunities during conversations to kind of move the conversation in a direction towards your beliefs. And so, and that's just from being happy about it and feeling like it's the end all be all. And it's the only answer available to solve our problems as black people. And so with Hotepism, what really stuck with me was the nutritional aspect. And so you become really overzealous about like people eating meat and dairy and, you know, all of those things. And you become kind of like, I did, I could say I did, you know, I was in my early, I was in my twenties. So like I was wearing the head wraps and the onks and the, I still love caftan. So I'm not worried about those not going nowhere. And I still wrap my head. Um, but I was just very much into it. So if we were having a conversation about me, like if social media was then what social media is now, I probably would have been like, if I had it stuck to it again, consistency is not, has not been my strong suit. I'm working on myself every day. Um, but I don't want to get off on a tangent on consistency, but I would have been <laughs> a thought leader <laughs> in the, um, in that community, just, you know, you walk up to people, you're talking about them, you like, you know, life in, life out, death in, death out. And the truth is a lot of that stuff is very valid. A lot of the ideas and things like that surrounding the nutritional guidelines and a lot of the spiritual information. And it's, it's, this is not a criticism of that part of my life or of that lifestyle here's what I'm saying for me as someone who at that time in my life didn't even realize how much trauma I was dealing with. And that was even before losing all the people that I lost. Just realizing all the trauma that I was dealing with, you know, at that stage in my life and all the things that I lacked, all the, the emotional tools that I lacked, but somehow forged out of survival, you know, um, I got into it. And so I think now that I am at my bigger age at 38, I am seeking equilibrium. I am in desperate desire of balance in my life. And some areas that's very hard to find because I have become so committed to who I said I was based on what I had experienced in life. And so I've dug my feet in and it's not easy to unlearn and pivot in some of those areas. So right now for me, pivoting nutritionally is making me realize that maybe because I didn't go into that lifestyle with proper tools and understandings of understanding of like balance. I, I, I leaned into the extreme part of it nutritionally. And so I think that I've created somewhat of some disordered eating, but not in a sense of like, I don't have like bulimia or um, 
anorexia or and I, I feel for anyone who deals with those things. But I do sometimes obsess over the healthiness of food, although I don't eat healthy all the time as of now because discipline, <laughs> discipline. And that's another conversation for another pod. But I think that I've created just this obsession with eating healthy and wanting to eat healthy. And then what happens is I see food. I'll see chicken. And I'm like, I can't eat that. I eat it anyway. But the guilt behind it is the problem, is that I see it as an unhealthy food. I have a real problem with a lot of foods. Um, luckily, and, and it still does impact me a little bit, but luckily I'm not super sold on hybrid vegetables and fruits. Like it hasn't, I didn't let that in so deep, you know, like I, I guess it's because as I've gotten older, I'm just like, I can't, as long as I'm eating the banana, as long as I'm eating the broccoli, <laughs> I'm eating the vegetables, I'm eating what I have available to me. And that has helped me kind of undo some of that stuff and I'm still undoing it, but they, I think I had sort of a revelation today. Well, last week, actually, uh, today's my first day back, back at work. They opened the gym. Literally, I can walk two steps. Okay, maybe 10 and be at the gym. They opened the gym in LaFont Plaza. It's hella affordable. And I mean hella. And they're going to have Pilates. See, I haven't been to Pilates in about a month and a half or two months because my scooter broke down. And I budgeted for Pilates monthly um, using ClassPass, but I did not budget for transportation in that. So I had to cancel my ClassPass because it just, I have decided that I will follow my budget. And so if it's out of my budget, I can't do it. Um, And some of that just feels so weird. Um, I feel like I spent so much of my life being told no by life that I can't have certain things that I want um and for a minute I didn't have certain things that I needed in my 20s but now I have to tell myself no and I'm in the ministry of no at this stage in the game as I'm going into my birthday in November I'll be 39 I plan on using no um as a healing balm as a soothing salve on my soul to learn discipline and structure and order and balance. And I wish I had like a diagram I could draw to show you the way my mind is working through this growth and feeling every day like I'm just shedding old me, shedding old me and becoming anew. But there's this part of becoming when you become aware of it that you haven't quite become the thing you recognize you're becoming becoming is a process that is never ending as long as we're alive but we become different things at different times and so a a lot of the times we just look up and we've become we're just in another space and like we're like shit damn I was just, you know, how many times have you said to yourself, I I was 18 and I blinked and I was 30, you know, like you just look up and you become, but I have decided to be present for the process of becoming. 
and trying to remain present at every stage of that. So I am becoming a new Lana, a new woman. And for the first time in my life, I'm kind of very clear on what that's going to result in. But I can't rush any of it. I can't make it happen. I can't force it. I can't, like, I can't rush it. None of it. Because I miss something. And so I'm becoming, and I know exactly what I'm becoming. But I'm I'm able to actively participate in different sections of this becoming process. And so right now, I'm turning my attention to my physical wellness and it feels so difficult it does it feels like it's going to be so difficult but i'm really trying to get there and i know that i will get there so what i recognized when i told myself about this i don't want to call it disordered eating but just an unhealthy relationship with food that i've acquired over the past like 15 20 years honestly I say I'm 38. No, I won't say 20 years because that would mean I was 18 because I was eating whatever the hell I wanted at that point. I'll say the unhealthy relationship started probably around 27. I was vegan for about four years, like hardcore vegan for about four years and stuck to it. Four and a half years, maybe. And then I dated this woman in Atlanta and this joint had me eating fried ribs and shit and I don't know if you've ever had fried ribs, but they're hard to turn down. <laughs> they're delicious. Um, but that's kind of, I, I think when I started wanting other things, like I felt like I was going to be vegan. I just felt like I was going to be vegan. But then when I started wanting other stuff is when the conflict popped up. Cause I'm like, I'm not supposed to want that. That's not good for me. And the shit was right. Like, it's not good for me. The stuff that I wanted wasn't good for me. But even the stuff that I wanted that necessarily wasn't so bad, like grilled chicken or, you know, a steak here and there. Like, because I really love steak. Um, I started seeing it as the enemy. And I still have that struggle a little bit sometimes. And I decided... When they opened that gym right around the corner, because I, I ain't going to lie, like I felt a little defeated about the Pilates. I love Pilates. Pilates is magical. But I was so sad that I couldn't go because I really have to stick to this budget if I want to reach some of these financial goals. And I'm so far from them that that's a whole other uh, mental hurdle to jump over. But one day at a time. But. I was so sad because I'm just like, damn, I'm really, I was sticking to it. Like, I, I really love Pilates. It made my body feel so good. And so I was like, I really was sticking to it. Why would I stop? But it's just not the the place that I like to go that has the smallest class size. I, I just, it's not, it wasn't feasible for me to get there um, realistically. My body is not the same. I get tired a little easier. Um, and it's because I'm not doing my best right now. I recognize that, but I say all of that to say when I saw that they were opening this gym and it is only $69 a month and it is inside of the building right next to where my small business is located. I just was like, I can do this. And one of the things that I thought 
about this unhealthy relationship with food is that it robs me of any pleasure, any long-term pleasure with food. Like sometimes I'll have something I want and it's pleasurable. It's that dopamine hit. So I like it in the moment. I'm happy. All the chemicals and shit are happening in your brain where you're like, this is amazing. But then I have this guilt afterwards. Like, oh, I have to start over again. I have to do this again. And so I've decided I'm just going to eat food. (laughs) I'm just going to eat. And I'm going to eat clean and I'm going to eat healthy and balanced. Now, a caveat to that is I'm still not a huge dairy girl. I just never have, like, never really been a dairy girl. I remember when I was a little girl, we had chocolate milks at lunch and, like, I would drink milk, but, like, as an adult, dairy is not necessarily my jam. So I believe that I can live without that in any meaningful way. But if there's cheese on something, I'm going to eat it. Um, I do like Greek yogurt. However, lately, the smell of it just really hasn't. I don't even know what happened. I wish it wasn't like that. But Greek yogurt, I, I can do. So I think it's really just like yogurt, Greek yogurt, and maybe a little cheese here and there. But I honestly don't even like cheese that much. Like it's good like on a cheeseburger. But I'm just not I don't like it that much. So I think that works in my favor um, with the dairy stuff. So maybe the most I would indulge in is Greek yogurt. And they just have so many dairy alternatives now that I don't have to uh, limit myself. But I do feel like my thing is this. Even with the dairy alternatives, I feel like what has happened is I've just become kind of a purist when it comes to food. So it's like, I like what I like, but if I'm going to have it, I want the real thing. And so if I'm going to, if I want a slice of cheese on a burger, I'm going to just have some cheese, a slice of cheese, real cheese. Now that that's when you get into the quality of a thing. I am going to have quality um, food. And that is where I think some of the healthy relationship will come in is because I know that I'm eating clean, healthy food that was sourced from, excuse me, that was sourced from um, a reliable, sustainable place. And that's just kind of where I've landed. And when I, I was looking up some recipe books because I want to do like a 1400 calorie deficit or um, I guess that's calorie deficit, like eat 1400 calories a day. Like I really want to get fine, y'all. Like I feel like I'm a pretty lady. Um but I could, I could be better in my mind. And when I say that, I don't mean that it's for anyone. When I look at myself as a human, I realize I'm not being kind to this body. And on a deeper level, when I think about how we are, you know, not our bodies, we are only, we are not attached to this. Like if somebody needed a heart, they could have my heart and a heart transplant. So is it really my heart? Like what, what is the body? What am I in this body? And so what I've landed on is that I'm just using it to get through this life to experience. I am consciousness experiencing itself on earth. And this is the vessel I was given. And there's nothing. Hold on, what is it saying? Oh man, I'm running out of time. There's nothing. 
I'm a vessel. This is the vessel I have. And I need to do the right thing by this vessel. And it's uh, it's not really complicated. It gets complicated when you don't take care of it or if you're unfortunate. It's, it's unfortunate when people just are born with maybe birth defects and things wrong. That's not to place blame on anyone. Um, but I am one that is fortunate enough that I am not dealing with anything chronic. I have never dealt with any illness, any this is speaking from someone that recognizes the blessing that I have of health. And I was, you know, whatever goes on in the atmosphere that creates those things, somehow I've managed to get this far. And my health anxiety has run me ragged. Um, my death anxiety has run me ragged. And something I know I have to do is take control of what I can control. And what I can control is what I put in my mouth and the activity that my body does, the movement. And so I just came here to share that. I've been looking up um, recipe books for 1400 calorie meals and the food looks so good. It's just wholesome food. It's like meat and veggies or veggies and veggies. You know, it doesn't have to be meat every day, but I just want to be healthy, happy, and whole. And I can do that. I can have that. That there's, I do not live in a food desert. Um, I do not have chronic illness. I am not fighting any illness to have to do this for. Like I get to make a decision right now to be healthy, happy, and whole. And I'm going to do that through whole foods and healthy thinking and that is a process because i'm still dealing with mental health things challenges right now but i'll get through it um but i just wanted to share that you know i'm gonna try to be consistent in my creative endeavors i'm a very creative person and i feel like depression and anxiety and survival has robbed me a lot of um of a lot of my creative outlets i i paint I really want to get into pottery. I remember being a kid and being in therapy. They took me to art therapy. And pottery just was something I really, really loved. So, um, and creating art this way through speaking and recording and photography. And I'm not at all a photographer. I do not wish to be a photographer. But I like taking pictures. And they're just for me. And so... I am just coming here to share this day one of just being able to be aware that there's something I need to do different and I'm not going to restrict myself. I'm not going to limit myself. Um, I'm going to see where I land. I, like I said, I think I'm just going to still steer clear of the dairy and also not a huge fan of um, gluten. And I've gone gluten-free for a little bit here and there, and I have seen a difference in how I feel. So I'll probably try my best to, like, um, stay away from gluten, too. And there's gluten-free options for a lot of things. And some of the breads I've had are really, really good. So I'm I'm not going to worry about what that looks like. But if I do have some gluten, I'm also not going to trip about it. I'm going to see what life is like just living and, like, allowing myself to live in balance. Not no one extreme. I'm not gonna go meat crazy, 
and I'm not going to become an, a strict vegan. I don't want to be labeled anything. I don't want no titles. I don't want none of that shit. I just want to be healthy, happy, and whole. And I've done that for so long, just making fucking declarations. That's been my downfall is declarations. And so this is not a declaration. This is a realization that I'm sharing. Um, But I'm excited to try leading life this way happily and healthily so that I can um, try again. Try, try again. All right. I'm out of time, y'all. So I'll come back. I'll come back, you know. I'm just going to do this when I have time and for fun. And so I'll talk to y'all later. Have a good day. Listen to my bells.